0: End up Based on our own experience, we are about 65-70% of the market share in two and three dollar
1: charging today. Curiously, he and Mohit came back with a number, and that's basically maybe we put 10% more as a buffer and, and invested and said, "Okay, let's keep this company going because they had something unique, but it was still, you know, far from being a, a business."
0: We want to convert. We want to build a product, technology, and also a company which will enable every parking lot to be a potential charging point.
1: Great! I have with me uh, the co-founder of Bolt, uh, Jyoti. Uh-huh. Jyoti and Mohit are two founders of Bolt order and uh, we met Jyoti the first time just before the pandemic. And he came and showed me a fancy scooter that had all kinds of remote control. It could go fast, slow, you know, without having a, almost like a driverless scooter, except it obviously needed a human being to sit on it. And uh-huh. it was fascinating. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and we started trying to figure out what this beast called Zoom was and how we could work together <laughs> things like that. But we were very fortunate to have... Invested in the company at that time, and it's been quite an exciting journey. Your business has expanded manifold. Of course, there have been a lot of challenges as well in the business. Uh, so, Jyoti, welcome to the show. And I'd like to start probably by, uh, if you could tell us a little bit about how you and uh, mohit conceived bolt and what the early days were like uh, i guess the company was called revos at the time and the early days and and then we'll get into sort of the lines of business and you know how the team is built and things like that
0: uh, thank you sanjay first uh, for inviting me to this po- podcast and uh, thank you for your trust in bolt.earth uh, and previously revos So I think the first time we met Uh, was I think 2019 summer or uh, towards the end of 2019 in the winter. I remember it uh, uh, vaguely. Uh, We were uh, demonstrating, uh, like you correctly pointed out, we had a bike. We were showing what are the capabilities of uh, EV is. And I think it was still too early. Uh, All the names in the EV industry were not present that time. We got that by imported from China where we were working uh, since 2017 when we started the company and I think it kind of showed the power of how software is going to basically play a pretty important role in EVs. And what is the ecosystem uh, which had to be at that point of time built uh, for EVs to kind of succeed in the country. And a lot of the learnings also come uh, for us uh, from selling software and services uh, to a lot of the Chinese manufacturers that time. And that time itself, China was already a leader in the EV space. Uh, Today, it is also leading the world essentially in EV adoption. And I think a glimpse into the future there helped us build uh, what we have built in India till now. Uh, so actually,
1: one of the things that struck me even at that time, sorry to interrupt, was uh, if we all talk about, oh, this is important from China and, you know, there's obviously a lot of, you know, reduction, I mean, a lot of questions are how much one imports from there. But you actually sell software to, to the Chinese OEMs. And the first thing that I found interesting was, oh, here's a young startup here that actually has people working in China and and actually helping build, uh, you know, integrate our software into their devices, uh, so to speak, right? So your origins were kind of different. It was almost the world turned upside down in some ways.
0: Yeah, so thanks for pointing that out. So when we started, actually, we wanted to... uh, The broader vision was to create an ecosystem around EVs and not build the EVs, okay? And uh, this at a time in India when... uh, uh EVs were uh, still basically not on the roads on the paper or newspaper or startup raising fund here and there. No products on the road was kind of difficult for a, a young company like us. But glad that we took that bet at that point of time and uh, we went to China, we uh, found a few customers, we were delivering uh, software and products and that kind of helped us understand uh, not only the EV ecosystem, but uh, supply chain generally in the world and especially uh, electronics. Now, today, India is, uh, as you know, is climbing up the ladder in terms of EV manufacturing. Uh, But before COVID, the things were very different, right? And Uh, I think uh, currently in India, 99% of the phones we use are manufactured in India also. Before COVID, 99% of the phones we uh, used were imported from China. So that has been uh, changed. But that kind of gave a glimpse into how manufacturing, electronics and everything worked there. And that helped us uh, to define our own uh, uh, path post-COVID, especially for uh, making in India and uh, building for the world as well?
1: So I recall, um, um, you know, Prime, we have several companies that are in the IoT space, relatively comfortable with something that has a bit of a hardware element. And I remember when we were talking with Jyoti, we had not yet signed a term sheet. We were still evaluating the company and all of a sudden COVID hit right and he called me one day and he said this is i'm talking january right in india we sort of understood what it meant probably in march and he said well my engineers who are in china are getting a little scared they want to come home uh, and things are not going to go to plan for some time and it's a very tough thing for a founder to have with an early stage investor at that time i recall we said well what's the minimum amount of money you're going to need to make it through the next six nine months and Uh, very studiously he and Mohit came back with a number and that's basically maybe we put 10% more as a buffer and and invested and said okay let's keep this company going because they had something unique but it was still you know far from being a a business Uh, but during those nine months and of course the world was completely in turmoil uh, they made phenomenal progress they brought out the charging product you know and you know, there's this not a company that could be work from home all the time because you had this physicality of devices and labs and stuff like that. Uh, but t- tell us a little bit about that phase of the company where uh, you know the whole world was sitting at home, but you guys had to actually build hardware together and 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 software together.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that was quite a learning experience for us uh, uh, coming out of COVID which is like once a century kind of event which happened uh, in 2020. And some of our engineers were basically working out of China that time and they got stuck and they called me saying, hey, we we were supposed to come back, but seems like all the international flights are getting cancelled. So they had to chat some way. They had to travel like four or five countries to reach India. In between all flights are cancelling, countries shutting down borders, a lot of things like that happening. And I think at that point of time, we realized that there is something which is going to happen, which nobody has seen till now and probably plan. And that is where I gave the call to you. But thanks to you. And I would also like to add ITI uh, fund, growth fund. I think both of you put in some money at that point of time. And that helped us kind of refocus what uh, we had done. And we realized very early, I think in January before, like India had the wave in March, April, Or the lockdowns were announced that this is going to be completely different and everybody is going to be impacted and we had to chart a new path for us uh, for india market because traveling internationally would become very difficult uh, for the next few months two years essentially right and uh, the next time at least the team or me also traveled to china was in 2022 Uh, next so and that kind of gave us the understanding that okay what is it that we really need to fix for Indian ecosystem for EVs to take off and we realized that all of the with all of the learnings and the products and the services we're providing in China that charging has to come up and has to be done in a very very different way than what has been done in the west or other countries for India to adopt EVs. And that was I think a very good insight if I look back at it and we launched a charger at I think about 3000 rupees that time, still the cheapest charger around the world, essentially it could charge a two wheeler, three wheeler and a four wheeler. And the best part is anybody can set up a charging point, right? So there was all this concern that time, okay, Ola is launching bike, Ather is launching bike, but where will I charge? And I think that was the product suited for that exact point of time and yeah. a lot of people kind of understood the pain point especially people who are buying evs or selling evs at that point of time and yeah. we had our first few customers and yeah. after that i think we have uh, gotten usv on horizons also on board and yeah. the rest is kind of history
1: yeah. <laughs> Still early days though. Yes. Um, but yeah, you no, know, it's been quite a ride to, You know, from literally pre-product uh, to thirty thousand chargers across the country, the largest network. Um, so you know, obviously there's a lot of new technology here. And how have you built the team? You know, on the product side, engineering side, because you have an operating system product which is sold to the OEMs. You have a charging network. Uh, and a charger device that is sold, you know, and and you right. know L one, L two, L three chargers. So there's a lot of technology as well. Uh, so how is the team structured, and yeah. what have been some of the challenges in as an entrepreneur building the team? So
0: of course, like challenges also come in stages yeah. and yeah. different times, uh, and different rate of yeah. adoption by the customers also. So initially, the challenge was probably finding the product market fit and making sure that the product is stable enough. It is working on the field. Those were the challenges in the first stage till we reached, I think, about 100 odd chargers across India. And like we had to kind of keep our teams very small. That time we were, I think, about 20, 25 odd people working out of, I think, apartment in HSR Layout. And uh, all of us, like you correctly pointed out, were working together day and night, trying to ship uh, the chargers. I think that was the phase for the next one year. We scaled uh, relatively slowly, I think, till uh, 2021 when -hmm. we were, I think, about 70, 80 odd people. And then we had to kind of scale very fast uh, because the market wanted some solution. And we had to be the first mover in this uh, space. And Uh we hired Uh a lot of people Uh on the tech side, on the sales side, on the Uh deployment side, operations Uh side, because in an EV charging business, Uh if you want to be successful, you're At least in the initial few years, you had to give a full stack solution also. So you could not just make the software or you could not just make the hardware or you could not just install the chargers. So that is where we had built a full stack solution essentially. And we were doing all of it. And that's why we reached a critical mass of I think 10,000 in less than a year and a half of launching the product into the market. And after that, our focus was the stage two was to now that there is chargers see what is the utilization and the uh, ev adoption has been where we have deployed chargers so glad to point it out to you that when we deployed chargers there were in most of the apartments so we have closed over to two, uh, 2500 odd apartments where we have deployed ev charges today and uh, the ev adoption was less than one ev in an apartment and today uh, we have more than five users using our uh, chargers in each of the apartments and Uh, like uh, that shows that when you put a charger people do buy evs they get more comfortable in terms of buying evs right so the team also had to be kind of transformed over the last uh, two three years to figure out what are the issues with scale like even in india today the closest competitor is like i think about 60-70 percent lesser than what we are so probably 20-30 percent of what we are today in terms of this sheer number of chargers in the scale Uh so when you hit a scale of like 10,000 devices or Uh 10,000 people using your products every day Uh you understand a different side of the problem also so it's more about building trust more about uh, getting the service done right Uh more about issue addressing the issues which the customers are facing so the team has kind of grown to that we have opened customer care centers we have provided now started providing 24-7 customer service so a lot of things change as more and more people adopt the system Uh, and of course like now uh, I think we have crossed the threshold at least in my view in the EV adoption in two and three-wheeler space which is where we are the leaders as per some reports we have seen uh, end up based on our own experience we are About 65-70% of the market share in two and three will are charging today. Uh, And in apartments also we are the largest essentially. And um, uh, now is the time when we are seeing enterprises, builders uh, and other uh, basically real estate players almost every parking lot is an opportunity to charging to probably put a charging point there and that was the goal when we started also that we want to convert we want to build a product technology and also a company which will enable every parking lot to be a potential charging point uh, we do not uh, frankly believe that we uh, people like to go to petrol bunks first of all <laughs> you spend a lot of money there and it's a detour from wherever you are going it's not a place where you are going and you're feeling happy about yourself right and our aim is to focus on the consumer to give the most convenience and for that you don't have to change your habit the product technology has to evolve that wherever you are parking your car today that is the place uh for you, you should be to, yeah, or uh, recharging
1: i guess recharging in this case great great Um, so in terms of the uh, technologies itself, right, one of the things uh, you had also told me in terms of we have both the operating system product as well as the charging product and the charging one, I think it's quite nuanced product, but conceptually very easy for people to understand, right? So the average consumer knows that I refuel my car. If it's an electric car, I need to recharge it. Uh, Electricity is everywhere. Therefore, I can have this potentially at home or at work or wherever I have parked, um, but I may have to pay a fee if, if it's somebody else's device or or, uh, or uh, but when it comes to the operating system business, right, which was this whole enablement of smart EVs right, um, this is a new concept right because it doesn't exist in certainly two and three wheelers today. There's maybe a little bit of a fancy uh, dashboard uh, in, in in a luxury car in a four wheeler, but it's still relatively dumb in that sense. Uh, but you can plug in your phone, then you get a CarPlay or Android Auto or something like that. So tell me a little bit about the thinking behind smart EVs for two and three wheeler in particular, and uh, how you're seeing it being adopted in India.
0: Okay. So actually, going back to where we started, our name was Revo for a reason. Uh, which was revolutionary electric vehicle operating stack quite a mouthful i know but uh, uh, our aim was always to build os essentially and the ecosystem around it right so, the, the thing is, this uh, OS, essentially, we looked at uh, all the previous evolution of hardware and software. And we realized there is a, there will always be a vertically integrated solution. And there will be a solution in each of the ecosystems, which is kind of portable and is something like Android. So, that's what we wanted to kind of tell ourselves that we are the Android for EVs. So, there is the iPhones. There is the Mac OS, but there is the Windows and there is the Android. And for an and so by the
1: iPhone, you, you mean something like an Ola or an Ather yes. versus, a, versus uh, or a Tesla. Or a uh, Tesla.
0: In, in cars, now we have Tesla. But in case of EVs, we wanted to be the Android for EVs essentially. And that too, for two and three wheelers. Because what we realized was that there is already Android for cars, by the way. Uh, but nobody was focusing on two and three wheelers because... Most of the technologies and everything for cars are probably developed in the Western markets or now increasingly in China. Uh, But for two and three wheelers, most of the technologies still had to be innovated. Uh, There is still no standardization of charging like government is releasing white paper and uh, standards and stuff, but... Still, there is everybody following different connector today. Uh, So we thought that this is a white paper and this is where I think uh, we could make a mark and we wanted to build something for India scale. So if you look at India scale, uh, India currently sells about uh, 3 million odd cars a year and about 20-25 million bikes. So that is the market we wanted to go after. And this is the same uh, proportion. If you go to any of the Southeast Asia, you go to Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, uh, you go to Africa, all of the emerging markets behave the same way as India. So our aim was to basically build for the masses uh, here and make sure that we make the product in a way that can be adopted across India, right? So that is what we kind of started to build out with the uh, OS. And our thesis also was that... Everybody who's focusing on being vertically integrated will have limitations, will have a lot of cost uh, associated with it. and uh, we wanted to provide something which could be used off the self, just like Windows, which you boot uh, which uh, all of us when we were kids. We're putting inside our uh, PCs, uh, just like. I, Android I, I won't was. talk about uh, when <laughs> I was a kid. You know, was then, but yeah. But I think all the millennials and Gen Zs do uh, would associate with the feeling of building your own PCs and installing Windows in your laptops or desktops that time, and um, similar thing for Android, whether you use a Xiaomi, Oppo, Vivo, Lenovo you use android which is basically built by google so we wanted to create some similar kind of os for every uh, two-wheeler and three-wheeler to be smart safe and connected and give a host of services to the end consumers whether it is navigation call notification driving alerts a lot of stuff like that so and we realized that Uh, most of the oems would not be able to build this in-house and even if they build, the maintenance of this OS is going to be a nightmare, right? So initially, some of them would try and basically understand the cost behind it. And we here would be able to service 10, 20 OEMs, uh, which we have already started doing to some extent. And our cost will basically, be, our incremental cost will reduce dramatically. So that is what we basically focused on. And I think this is a wide space still. And uh, we are evolving as a business in this particular uh, uh Uh, basically uh, operating stack business. Uh, Our first go-to-market was through hardware. Uh, Now we have understood that through hardware, uh, the reach is being uh, limited. And as uh, we are activating the phase two, which is basically just uh, uh, licensing out the software to all of our partners in India and in China. Uh, So that is what we are seeing today and we are seeing forward in the next one to two years.
1: So the next time I go to Amsterdam and say I want to rent, A two-wheeler made by some Chinese OEM and I fire it up. Am I going to see Bolt OS out there?
0: Yeah, we also hope to be there when you reach Amazon. But yeah, so I think what we basically want to do is enable all of these experiences, whether it is ride sharing, whether it is the basically... Financing of vehicles whether it is the insurance or whether whether the end customer himself driving, driving the vehicle and he wants to see the direction to where he's going or you are talking about EVs some of them would run out of charge you want to see your nearest charging point so which again we manage so we basically improve the experience of the EV because Unlike a gasoline vehicle EVs are much more uh, closer to a smartphone and one of the reason why Tesla is widely successful is because they have thought of a uh, of the ecosystem as well right which unfortunately most of the OEMs do not think of uh, today in the ice world and that is where we think we have a play essentially through got the it. OS in the ecosystem
1: got it so the OS really you are now going to provide a bridge much like Google did with Android for, say, Uh, a Samsung or uh, some of the new brands that have emerged. Uh, But Samsung was one that used to make uh, the feature phones in the past and and their uh, foray into being competitive with something like Apple involves an operating system that they have licensed from Google. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So that is what we are
1: doing currently. Got it. Got it. Great. Last question before we pause for today. Uh, The next 12, 18 months, right? What keeps you... Excited and yet up at night worrying about?
0: So, I think the next 12 18 months are going to be much more interesting than the last 12 18 months, especially in India. Uh, we have seen our EVs uh, from being shown on uh, ads or hearing about EVs in news to actually seeing them on the road. And uh, probably one of our friends and uh, family buying EVs or at least uh, considering buying EVs. Uh, but in the next uh, one to two years, you would find that most of us would be owning EVs. If we are buying a two-wheeler, then definitely. If uh, we are buying a four-wheeler, considering at least seriously we should buy a EV or not. And okay. we would see charging points potentially in all of the places where we spend more than two, three hours every day, whether it is your apartment, whether it is a office or a mall. Uh, and this is going to happen no matter uh, what happens, uh, essentially, because this is a trend uh, which has happened. And also at the end of the customer, you are saving lakhs of rupees potentially uh, by the OEMs uh, numbers themselves every year, right? If you're driving so much, you should shift to an EV. It, it It is much more convenient also because you don't have to think about, again, going to the petrol monks. You can charge at your home or at your office itself.
1: Wonderful. I have to say, you know, I won't uh, disclose where the Bolt office is, but if you're ever in the area and you have an EV, you can drive into their basement garage and it's both parking and you can plug in and charge your vehicle. Uh, I don't yet have an EV, I'm ashamed to say. So Jyoti says I have to park on the street when I visit him. But thanks a lot, Jyoti. Great having you on the show and all the best for the years ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Sanjay.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast app for free and you'll be the first one to know when new episodes are available. Just search for Prime Venture Partners Podcast in Apple Podcast, Spotify, CastBox or however you get your podcasts. Then hit subscribe. And if you have enjoyed the show, we would be really grateful if you leave us a review on Apple Podcast. To read the full transcript, find the link in the show notes.